0: This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. As fast as we can with the questions so we can get to ministering. Now, um, maybe you're here for this taster. Wanted to know that Rama Bible Training Center, we are having in Nigeria here, uh, we have admission ongoing. Pick your form, get it filled, get it submitted, and come right in so you can hear more of God's word. We have a a team of seasoned instructors, both national instructors as well as international instructors from out of the country. It's a good training to get people grounded in the things of God, in the word of God, in the things of God's spirit. Amen. Don't think too much about it. Once you know that's what God will have you do, just go right ahead and do it. There's never a perfect time. Sometimes it may involve some sacrifice. But believe me, preparation time is never wasted time. All right. Sir, you said we should not pray to Jesus, but to the Father in the name of Jesus. But in John 14.10, Jesus said he's in the Father and the Father in him. Uh, If we pray to Jesus, are we not equally praying to the Father? Well, Jesus said we shouldn't pray to him. I'm not the one that said it. Jesus said it. Jesus knew the father was in him and he was in the father when he still said we shouldn't pray to him. So uh, he has it figured out somehow. You know, and the way he said we should do it is to pray to the father. John 16:23 and 24 in the name of Jesus. That's divine order. Amen. Please sir, can you explain Romans 8 13 again? Therefore, brethren, from verse 12, we are debtors not to live after the flesh, for if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Now, the, if a believer yields to the flesh and lets his flesh dominate him, it will introduce spiritual death into the system of his life. Now, does it mean he stops being born again? No, not necessarily. Even though if a believer stays in broken fellowship long enough, he can choose to walk out of the relationship. He listed. But if a believer yields to the flesh, listens to the flesh, it will introduce spiritual death to the system of his life, which could manifest in guilt, in fear, in sickness, in failure. But the Bible says, if you through the Spirit do mortify, put to death the deeds of the body, crucify the flesh, ye shall live. That's talking about walking in the light of eternal life. Taking advantage of the life of God that's in us. Living right. Letting our spirits dominate us. Our pneumatology uh, pneumatology one class addresses that. How do we hear or listen to God? Having talked about being led by the Holy Ghost. Pneumatology one class. If you are not a Rhema student, come to pneumatology one class. We take 12 hours to talk about... uh, how to locate the human spirit, how to develop the human spirit, how to be led by the spirit of God. And then there's a book, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God, by Kenneth Hagin, that addresses that. God speaks to us through our spirits, primarily by an inward witness. Sir, please, what is the difference between healing and deliverance? Uh, Healing is the renewal of the body from a diseased condition. Now, you could talk about somebody being delivered from sickness and call it healing. And that's true. But usually, deliverance is used in relation to demon activity. In relation to demon activity. That's how it's usually used. In the Bible, Colossians 1.13 says, God the Father has delivered us from the authority of darkness. The dominion of darkness. And translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Sometimes, are there demons responsible for setting sicknesses? Yes. But there's power. Amen. In the name of Jesus. It drives out demons and it drives out sickness. You said chastisement and scourging. Hebrews twelve six. Now, I didn't say it. The Bible did. It's not a way God corrects his children. But the scripture says the wages of sin is death. Yes, it does. A scenario of an individual who got infected by HIV AIDS and lost his mind in the process, hence can no longer confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, even though he or she was a believer before he got infected. And I know we do not believe in one saved, always saved. Now, did he deny Jesus as his Lord? Did he reject Jesus as his Lord? He didn't. He's a child of God. Just that he's a sick child of God. And, um, you know, he didn't obey God, you know? And it opened the door to sickness in his body. Is he still God's child? Yes, he is. Secondly, when we have a case of an individual who is mentally sick, that is not aware of his environment, how will such an individual receive his healing? That's where if people are too gone, that you can't get across to them, to get God's word to them, it will take a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. And the good news is that the Holy Ghost manifests himself. When he can't read or even understand what is happening, same thing. Thirdly, how can you lead a sick person who is mentally on his dying bed to accept or confess Jesus as his Lord and Savior so that he can at least make it to eternity with Jesus Christ? Well, he needs to get healed. Usually, now, some people never, if somebody was never right mentally, so the person was never capable of making a a decision by themselves, they will never reach the accountability. They will die and go to heaven. Are you listening? It's like little children when they die they are going to heaven amen so if somebody was mentally never reached the age of accountability because they were never right mentally their spirits are still alive to God praise God now let's say somebody had had a chance to receive Jesus and rejected him and then after that they lost their mind well it could be an act of God's mercy you know but the truth is that they had their chance and they missed it you know Was the devil giving power? Why was the devil giving power to torment humans? Think Adam. This is Adam's question. (laughs) Adam gave him the power. So maybe when we see Adam. Adam, why did you give the devil power to torment humans? It's Adam's question. Why wasn't he destroyed after the fall? He couldn't have. Because God is a just God. God is a just God. Adam gave him dominion. If God took him out, God will be unjust. And the devil will accuse God of doing the same thing he did. And so the devil started it first. Then he'll be the one on the throne. Without a problem, there isn't a need for a solution. God knew the end from the beginning. And he knew the devil will be a problem. Why then did he create him? Well, I like that. In righteousness class, we take this particular question and we answer it. We take this particular question. Now, God had a dream to have a family. He knew the devil was going to mess up. Well, should he destroy his dream because there was going to be a mess up? No. Let there be the mess up, I'll fix it. Praise God. And that's what he did. Thank you. Okay, I need more clarification on the matter of Holy Communion. Especially on what you say that sinners should be allowed to partake of it. Now, what do I mean by sinners should be allowed to partake of it? Tell the sinner what the communion represents and get him saved on the communion table. So he gets born again and then takes it. That's what I mean. There's no better tool for evangelism. Oh, well, don't let me say there's no better tool. That's one of the best tools for evangelism to reach the lost to tell him this is what this blood represents jesus blood that was shed for us this is what this bread represents his body that was broken for us if you're here and you don't know jesus as your lord and personal savior this is the best time to receive him or this is a good time to receive him yeah and if there's a believer out of fellowship with god tell him get back in fellowship with god listen who needs the doctor the sick man or the well man yeah who needs the blood I'm not saying, tell him, just eat of it. Just drink of it. You you don't need to receive Jesus. No, that's what I said. It's a good time to present Jesus to him. Amen. Praise God. What is really the source of your knowledge of the word of God? What did you do to know, you know? Well, thank God I never to read my Bible. I never to pray in the spirit. I read a lot of Kenneth Higgin books. Kenneth E. Higgin, Kenneth W. Higgin, Listened to a lot of the CDs. And God helped me. And he still helps me. Praise God. And we all know very little. But thank God, we just endeavor to keep studying and to keep walking in light that we have. Why, Jesus, why did Jesus never use oil to minister to the sick? At least that we have record of. He didn't need to. He already was anointed with healing power. I, I said that yesterday. So because he was already ministering with a tangible anointing, which is what the oil will have done. They will feel something. So because he was, there was the thing, they were. he was already in his hand. So he didn't need to use the oil. The oil was a type of the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost was already flowing out of his hands. So he didn't need the type because the real deal was in his hands. Amen. Now, is this scriptural? to use oil in ministering to the sick today. Yes, nothing is wrong with it. But listen, the oil doesn't heal people. The prayer of faith does. The oil is a symbol. Don't put your faith in the oil. Our faith is in the word of God. Our faith is in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the lecture. Okay, First Samuel 1, 5 to 6, states that God shut up Hannah's womb. It was mentioned twice in that verse. Yes, from my knowledge, Hannah did not do anything to permit it. Please could you shed more light on it? Now, God did not shut up Anna's womb. God allowed Anna's womb to be shut up. It's just like it's just like um, you see. Also, the patriarchs. You know, God had shut up the womb of of, uh, of Rachel. Uh, God had shut up the womb of Rebecca. You know, God does not shut anybody's womb. He does not shut anybody's womb. In the original Hebrew, it wasn't in the causative sense. It was in the permissive sense. God allowed it. Now, did she have to do something for the devil to put something on her? No. Other than be on earth. You see, the devil, uh, Adam, committed high treason and sold us out to Satan. And then Satan became the god of this world. And so Satan went on the prowl, putting sickness on anybody he can put it on. And anybody who will let him. Isn't it? Now, what's important wasn't that Hannah's womb was shut that time. What's important is that Hannah believed God and she had children, not only Samuel. She had others after Samuel. So why do we want to stay with our womb being shut when it was opened later as she believed God? Amen. God didn't shut your own womb. How do I get my loved one to maintain their healing? Can I stand in faith for them? How do I help them? They are the ones who will have to learn to keep their healing themselves. One of the ways you can help them is by giving them a form so that they can come to Rema Bible Training Center. It's one of the ways you can help them. One of the best ways you can help them. Another way you can help them is we have healing school. It, he- it holds on Tuesdays 4 to 5. It's free of charge. You don't have to be a student to attend it. Let them come and hear God's word so that their faith is built up. Another way you can help them is you yourself go and teach them the word of God. Amen. You, you heard God's word. You know God's word yourself. How do I get back my healing? I got it. And after one year, I lost it. You know, how do I get it back? Well, by applying the things we talked about. Any of those methods we talked about. And you can just say, devil, you you try to put that thing back on me. And the symptoms have been back on me for the last one year. But I found out that it doesn't have to be the case. I got my healing one year ago. And I'm keeping it. Satan, take your symptoms away. So you can still insist on the healing you received. And it will go. Praise God. The symptoms will go. I suddenly started living a careless life, and I started feeling sick. One day I was praying, and God told me that He had permitted the sickness to happen so that it could, so that it could stop me from living carelessly. You said God doesn't give sickness. Will I have heard wrongly? I don't think you heard it wrongly. Why did God permit it? God didn't put it on you. The devil put it on you. Because you were living wrong. You were over in the devil's territory. Where the devil could attack you. So God's hands were tied. And there was a limit to which he could help you. Otherwise the devil will accuse him of being unjust. If we live... If ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. That's what happened. If ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of God, ye shall live. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Be not deceived. Galatians 6, 9 God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. But what's important is not that you are living carelessly. Stop living carelessly. The Bible says if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. So, what do you do? You just judge yourself and start living right and take your healing. Glory to God. Sir, don't you think that God provided the medical discoveries for the benefit of his children? I don't think so. I know so. Yeah. It wasn't the devil that gave man medical science. God did. Amen. God is fighting. The doctor is fighting the same devil the preacher is fighting. It's God that caused those advancements in medical science. God wants people healed. Through divine means, through any means. Amen. But please don't go to Babalawo, Don't go to Otumako, Don't go to Christian science. Don't go to that stuff. You know, if the devil gives you apple, he has warm inside. Amen. How can you stand in the gap for a sick person? Not staying close. You can bring a cloth. If hands get laid on the cloth, it's as good as though hands were laid on them. Now, don't stop at just getting the cloth to them. Tell them, like, this is a taster. The CDs will be available. Get the CD of the message. Amen. I think it might be at a cost or something. Get it. Or get the person to go, it's on Facebook, you know, it's being streamed live, to watch it, listen to it, and then their faith is built up, and then they're in position to receive. How can you trust God for healing? At the same time, picking? Be, be him prescribed drugs how can't you how can how can you do that by doing that, that you can while you are taking your drugs are there people that take drugs and die yeah. yes the fact that you are taking drugs doesn't mean you are not believing God if you need medical help get it sometimes the sickness has had a head start over some people's face I never tell people to stop their drugs never never let the doctor put you off and then i know somebody can be so persuaded minister to one man he had high blood pressure i laid hands on him the power of god went into him the next morning while he was doing his devotions he said he heard the voice of the spirit of god tell him stop all medication his doctor told him don't die it you will come down with a stroke before the week is out you have very your blood pressure is extremely high now i'm not the one that told him You know? Now, also, if he wasn't sure about hearing God, that's not the time to start trying. You understand? But he knew God. You know what happened? Four years after, he was still healed. Yeah, he was in faith. He was in faith. But look, if you have to ask yourself whether you should take your drugs, you should take your drugs. (laughs) Amen. Can we pray for the sick ones generally in our daily prayers? Well, some of those prayers, oh God, I pray for all the sick in National Hospital. It just solves our consciences that we prayed. It does very little good. What can you say about, except you you know somebody there, specifically. Then you go to the person. Then you get God's word across the person. Just say, it's just like say, oh God, save all the people who are not saved in the whole world, you know. <laughs> How can you say, what can you say about children born with serious ailment at birth? It's just like that man that was born blind. It's the devil, it's a work of the devil. Amen. But there's healing in God. My heart palpitates. Followed by all manner, this I'm reading this, followed by all manner of discomfort, ache, etc., for the past four years. Have been to hospital and doctors said nothing is wrong with my heart. They gave me some drugs. And yet this has continued. I have prayed and still praying. Do I go back to the hospital again? after several check. Now, if you have prayed, stop praying. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, what things ever you desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them. Now, if you believe that you receive when you pray, you won't pray for it again. You maintain your confession. I believe I receive my healing. And you will thank God that you are healed. So, I keep praying, i prayed, 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 i prayed, and prayed. I almost felt like saying, that might just be why your healing hasn't manifested since 2013 i do have an experience i don't get to understand i don't yet understand drops of water do drop on my head on my body and sometimes around me as if can is falling it makes me feel as if i'm holding electricity sometimes just might be the power of god sometimes my left hand do feel as if i have ice ball on my fingers i want to understand what is going on with me it happens when i pray and even if i don't or just anywhere drops on my head let me tell you what I'll tell you to do. Go and be preaching the gospel, reaching the lost, and laying hands on the sick. You will find out what it is. You will find out what it is. Amen. It's just, just it, you see. God doesn't. The purpose of the Holy Ghost of us being filled with the Holy Ghost is not so we can have a good feeling. It's so we can go out and be witnesses. Amen. There are people who are sick who need healing. You are the answer to them. So don't just keep the answer inside your house. Take it out. Some churches and even... Now, supposing it's not God's power. Supposing it's not God's healing power. God already told us every believer should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you can never be wrong obeying the Bible. Some churches and even Christians refuse the use of medications in a claim to have faith. Does this mean that taking medications belittles our faith? Not necessarily like I said, sometimes people have died because of that stuff. People have died. Don't be foolish. If you need medical help, get it. Are you listening to me? A lady is in labor. Labor is, is being prolonged. They say they need to take her for a section immediately. You say, no, we won't do section. Sometimes they've lost the baby and they've lost the mother. It's uncalled for. Yes. Faith in God's word always works, but faith is of the heart. And then faith grows. And different people are at different levels in the development of their faith. Thank you, sir, for this teaching. It is proven that healing can be lost. But in the healing ministry, our Savior and Lord Jesus, no one lost his or her healing after Jesus ministered to them. Kindly throw more light on it. How do you know? You don't know. You don't know that. You don't know that. It's a speculation. You see, that man that Jesus told in John 5, 14, sin no more, lest the worst thing come on thee. If he continued to sin, he lost his healing. You don't know that they didn't lose it. They could have lost it. You know. But why are you trying to find out whether they lost it? Are you trying to have faith to lose yours? Now, Jesus had 12 disciples, right? He said, all the Father has given me I've kept, but... He lost one. The son of perdition. Why did he lose him? He made his own decision. But Jesus should have just been Jesus and forced him. No, he can't. That would have been witchcraft. And he's not a witch. So God can't force something on someone else. Remember Jerusalem. He wept over Jerusalem because Jerusalem missed his visitation. How does one minister to mentally unstable, insane people considering that they are not in the right frame of mind to hear the word of God or exercise faith? Sometimes some of them you can still get God's word across to them, some of them. If they are still intelligent enough to hear the word, you can help them through the word, teaching or preaching, listening to the word. Some who are so far gone that you can't get God's word across to them. Maybe they are violent. You know, they take a manifestation of the spirit. Is it out of place to handle sickness, ministration as demon possession? Yes, it is out of place. That somebody is sick doesn't mean they are possessed. A Christian cannot be possessed. To be possessed means to be taken over, spiritual and body, and a Christian cannot be possessed. Now, and is sickness sometimes demonic oppression? Yes, yes. When do you know when there's a demon? There's no formula. The Spirit of God will have to lead you. Two people could have exactly the same condition, and there's a demon behind one, and the other one doesn't have any demon. I know someone who keeps saying her illness is her cross. It's not her cross. And she, has, and she has to carry it. I know it isn't the cross that brings God glory, but the resurrection. How can I speak to her convincingly that sickness is not the cross that God expects his children to carry? I tell you one of the ways. Just give her a form. Rema Bible Training Center. Let her come to school. You know, we can help you speak to her. Another way is this. Look, if you sat in this class, and paid attention to all these points. Healing is always God's will. The roadblocks to healing. You can speak to her. You know what it takes. If you need some help, maybe you weren't pain. maybe you weren't around for all the sessions. Or maybe you were half asleep. Or maybe you weren't taking good notes. You could just get the message and get it across to her. How can someone die without sickness? Can I release my faith against my monthly, I think this is my monthly period. Okay, I'll answer both questions. How can someone die without sickness? Yeah, by dying without sickness. When it's time to die, he like said, Jacob, the Bible says he gathered his feet and gave up the ghost. Yeah. E.W. Kenyon sat on a rocking chair, said, I'm going home at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. He said, Jesus is here. I said, bye bye. And he took off. That's how to die. Brother Hagin finished having brunch, sat on a chair and dropped his head. He was gone. That's how to die without sickness. Yeah, it's the way to die. You don't have to be sick to die. You don't have to be sick to, be, to die. Amen. You can live a long life and just fall asleep in Jesus. Well, I tr- hope and really actually trust that I've been able to convince you and not confuse you. <laughs> you know? Amen. Now, some of these questions, if you could come to school, you will hear a whole lot more. We have another healing class in level 2. Amen. Now, we're going to minister to the sick. I wish I had more time, but That's the time that I have. Now, everybody needs to help us. Are you listening? Everybody needs to help us. Can you just give like five minutes so that we can help somebody else? We can do that, right? I'm not going to spend an hour doing this. No. I'm not even going to take too long. We're going to be fast. But this is what I want us to do. If you're on this section, I'll start like this. You're on this section. You want hands laid on you for healing. Or if you have a loved one who needs healing, amen, you could drop a handkerchief. Just put the handkerchief here. And then I lay hands on it, you come and pick it after. If you don't drop a handkerchief, don't pick a handkerchief. Praise God. So, on this section, you want hands laid on you. You could just come forward. We're going to be very fast. Very fast. Praise God. Very fast. Very fast. Now, as you're coming out, say what's going to happen. What's going to happen when hands are laid on you? We'll form a single line. What's going to happen? Form a single line and face me. Ushers, just help us so we can be very, very fast after this side then we'll go to that side and this side and this side and this side and this side we're going to be very fast just a straight line like this from here now the next people can be ready now this is also an opportunity for our students to see how healing lines are conducted how a healing meeting can go. How we can do things decently and in order. Okay, since he is done here, the rest will just wait on the line. And then once somebody is leaving, once these people are done, the next people come. Father, we we'll lay hands on these ones in obedience to the head of the church, Lord Jesus. And the law of contact and transmission. The contact of our hands transmitting God's healing power into their bodies. It undoes that which the enemy has done. It affects a healing and a cure in them. Thank you because today is their day. They are not living like they came. Jesus took their infirmities. He bore their sicknesses. Your power makes them whole. In Jesus' name. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on or 08076576163